Hello, friends, and welcome to day number 35 of Bible in a Year with Pastor Steve. It's such a joy to be with you again today, delving into God's Word and seeking to build this holy habit of reading Scripture daily and finishing the entirety of the Bible by the end of the year. If you're in need of the Bible reading plan, as always, you can visit that link in the show notes and grab the PDF from the webpage that you are sent to. Today, we'll be reading from Numbers chapters 10 through 12. Psalm number 35, and Proverb number 4. As always, I'll be using the web translation of the Bible, that's the World English Bible, but you are welcome to use any translation that you are comfortable with. If you're enjoying this reading plan, I ask that you take a moment and hit like and subscribe on your listening platform of choice so that we might be found more readily in the search engine results for the people that are looking to read God's Word together in this type of format. Again, thank you so much for being here with us today. And without further ado, friends, let us jump into God's word together. Numbers chapter 10. Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, Make two trumpets of silver. You shall make them of beaten work. You shall use them for the calling of the congregation and for the journeying of the camps. When they blow them, all the congregation shall gather themselves to you at the door of the tent of meeting. If they blow just one, then the princes, the heads of the thousands of Israel shall gather themselves to you. When you blow in an alarm, the camps that lie on the east side shall go forward. When you blow an alarm the second time, the camps that lie on the south side shall go forward. They shall blow an alarm for their journeys. But when the assembly is to be gathered together, you shall blow, but you shall not sound an alarm. The sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow the trumpets. This shall be to you For a statute forever throughout your generations, when you go to war in your land against the adversary who oppresses you, then you shall sound an alarm with trumpets. Then you will be remembered before Yahweh your God, and you will be saved from your enemies. Also in the day of your gladness and in your set feasts, and in the beginnings of your months, you shall blow the trumpets over your burnt offerings and over the sacrifices of your peace offerings, and they shall be to you for a memorial before your God. I am Yahweh your God. In the second year, in the second month, on the twentieth day of the month, the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle of the covenant. The children of Israel went forward on their journeys out of the wilderness of Sinai, and the cloud stayed in the wilderness of Paran. They first went forward according to the commandment of Yahweh by Moses. First the standard of the camp of the children of Judah went forward according to their armies. Nashon, the son of Amminadab, was over his army. Nathanel, the son of Zuar, was over the army of the tribe of the children of Issachar. Eliab, the son of Helan, was over the army of the tribe of the children of Zebulun. The tabernacle was taken down, and the sons of Gershon and the sons of Merari, who bore the tabernacle, went forward. The standard of the camp of Reuben went forward according to their armies. Elizer, the son of Shadur, was over his army. Shalumiel, the son of Zerishadai, was over the army of the children of Simeon. Eliasef, the son of Duel, was over the army of the tribe of the children of God. The Kohathites set forward bearing the sanctuary. The others set up the tabernacle before they arrived. 
the standard of the camp of the children of Ephraim set forward according to their armies. Elishama, the son of Emehud, was over his army. Gamaliel, the son of Peduzer, was over the army of the tribe of the children of Manasseh. Abaddon, the son of Gideoni, was over the army of the tribe of the children of Benjamin. The standard of the camp of the children of Dan, which was the rear guard of all the camps, set forward according to their armies. Ahiezer, the son of Amishadai, was over his army. Pagiel, the son of Okran, was over the army of the tribe of the children of Asher. Ahira, the son of Enan, was over the army of the tribe of the children of Naphtali. Thus there were travels of the children of Israel according to their armies, and they went forward. Moses said to Hobab, the son of Ruel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, We are journeying to the place of which Yahweh said, I will give to you. Come with us, and we will treat you well, for Yahweh has spoken good concerning Israel. He said to him, I will not go, but I will depart to my own land and to my own relatives. Moses said, Don't leave us, please, because you know how we are to encamp in the wilderness, and you can be our eyes. It shall be, if you go with us, yes, it shall be, that whatever good Yahweh does to us, we will do the same to you. They set forward from the Mount of Yahweh three days' journey. The Ark of Yahweh's covenant went before them three days' journey to seek out a resting place for them. The cloud of Yahweh was over them by day when they set forward from the camp. When the ark went forward, Moses said, Rise up, Yahweh, and let your armies be scattered. Let those who hate you flee before you. When it rested, he said, Return, Yahweh, to the, te- Return, Yahweh, to the ten thousands of thousands of Israel. Numbers chapter 11. The people were complaining in the ears of Yahweh. When Yahweh heard it, his anger burned, and Yahweh's fire burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. The people cried to Moses, and Moses prayed to Yahweh, and the fire abated. The name of that place was called Teberah, because Yahweh's fire burned among them. The mixed multitude that was among them lusted exceedingly, and the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who will give us meat to eat? We remember the fish which we ate in Egypt for nothing, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. There is nothing at all except this manna to look at. The manna was like coriander seed, and it looked like bedelium. The people went around, gathered it, and ground it in mills, or beat it in mortars, and boiled it in pots, and made cakes of it. Its taste was like the taste of fresh oil. When the dew fell on the camp in the night, the manna fell on it. Moses heard the people weeping throughout their families, every man at the door of his tent, and Yahweh's anger burned greatly, and Moses was displeased. Moses said to Yahweh, Why have you treated your servants so badly? Why haven't I found favor in your sight that you lay the burden of all this people on me? Have I conceived all these people? Have I brought them out that you should tell me, carry them in your bosom as a nurse carries a nursing infant to the land which you swore to their fathers? Where could I get meat to give all these people? For they weep before me, saying, Give us meat that we may eat. I am not able to bear all this people alone because it is too heavy for me. If you treat me this way, please kill me right now, if I have found favor in your sight, and don't let me see my wretchedness. Yahweh said to Moses, Gather to me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them to the tent of meeting, that they may stand there with you. I will come down and talk with you there. 
I will take of the spirit which is in you, and I will put it on them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with you, that you don't bear it yourself alone. Say to the people, sanctify yourselves in preparation for tomorrow, and you will eat meat. For you have wept in the ears of Yahweh, saying, Who will give us meat to eat? For it is well with us in Egypt. Therefore Yahweh will give you meat, and you will eat. You will not just eat one day, or two days, or five days, or ten days, or twenty days, but a whole month, until it comes out of your nostrils, and it is loathsome to you, because you have rejected Yahweh, who is among you. And have wept before him, saying, Why did we come out of Egypt? Moses said, The people among whom I am are 600,000 men on foot. And you have said, I will give them meat, that they may eat a whole month. Shall flocks and herds be slaughtered for them, to be sufficient for them? Shall all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them, to be sufficient for them? Yahweh said to Moses, Has Yahweh's hand grown short? Now you will see whether my word will happen to you or not. Moses went out and told the people Yahweh's words, and he gathered 70 men of the elders of the people and set them around the tent. Yahweh came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took of the spirit that was on him and put it on the 70 elders. When the spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but they did so no more. But two men remained in the camp. The name of one was Eldad and the name of the other was Medad. And the spirit rested on them. They were of those who were written, but had not gone out to the tent. And they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of Moses, one of his chosen men answered, My Lord Moses, forbid them. Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all Yahweh's people were prophets, that Yahweh would put his spirit on them. Moses went into the camp, he and the elders of Israel. A, a wind from Yahweh went out and brought quails from the sea and let them fall by the camp about a day's journey on this side and a day's journey on that side around the camp and about two cubits above the surface of the earth. The people rose up all that day and all that night and all the next day and gathered the quails. He who gathered least gathered ten homers. And they spread them all out for themselves around the camp. While the meat was still between their teeth before it was chewed, Yahweh's anger burned against the people. And Yahweh struck the people with a very great plague. The name of that place was called Kibroth Hatavah, because there they buried the people who lusted. From Kibroth Hatavah, the people traveled to Hazaroth, and they stayed at Hazaroth. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman whom he had married, for he had married a Cushite woman. They said, Has Yahweh indeed spoken only to Moses? Hasn't he spoken also with us? And Yahweh heard it. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all the men who were on the surface of the earth. Yahweh spoke suddenly to Moses, to Aaron, and to Miriam. You three come out to the tent of meeting. The three of them came out. Yahweh came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the door of the tent and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forward. He said, Now hear my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, Yahweh, will make myself known to him in a vision. I will speak with him in a dream. My servant Moses is not so. He is faithful in all my house. With him I will speak mouth to mouth, even plainly and not in riddles, and he shall see Yahweh's form. 
Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant, against Moses? Yahweh's anger burned against them, and he departed. The cloud departed from over the tent, and behold, Miriam was leprous, as white as snow. Aaron looked at Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. Aaron said to Moses, O oh my Lord, please don't count this sin against us in which we have done so foolishly and in which we have sinned. Let her not, I pray, be as one of the dead, of whom the flesh is half consumed when he comes out of his mother's womb. Moses cried to Yahweh, saying, Heal her, God, I beg you. Yahweh said to Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, shouldn't she be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut up outside of the camp seven days, and after that she shall be brought in again. Miriam was shut up outside of the camp for seven days, and the people didn't travel until Miriam was brought in again. Afterward, the people traveled from Hazaroth and encamped in the wilderness of Paran. Gracious and eternal God, we give you thanks for this day. We thank you for your word, which you have given us to lead us, to instruct us, and to reveal your love for us. So be with us as we explore your word, open our hearts and minds to receive its truth. And apply that truth to our lives so that we might become holy as you are holy and use the gifts you have given us so that we might serve you and establish your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, as you have seen in our reading today, there is a bit more repetition. You might remember from the book of Exodus that as the Israelites were moving from place to place and they became hungry, God gave them food to eat. And in Exodus, it kind of blended the, the two scenarios together with giving of the manna and the giving of the pigeons. But here in Numbers, it's showing that there is a little bit of a different thing happening. Uh, they were first given the manna, they grew sick of it, and then they remembered how good they had it back in Egypt with the, the meat and everything else, all the comforts that they had there, even though they were in bondage. So they remembered that and they grumbled and God was a bit angry because, you know, he gave them provision and he called them to go to the promised land and they are grumbling and taking for granted everything that God has done for them up until this point. But nevertheless, because God is loving, he granted them their wish. Although he did it to an extreme extent, right? He said that you're, you're going to have this meat, this, these pigeons, and you're going to grow sick of it because you're basically going to be up to it to your eyeballs, right? We also see that the people of Israel are following the order and the structure which God gave for how to encamp around the tabernacle and, and how to pack up the camp and move out, uh, and then to reestablish the camp where they needed to go. So they are listening, at least now, uh, to what God wanted for them in terms of forming them as a people and moving them closer to the prospect of the promised land. Finally, we have a little bit of an interlude, I guess you could say, with Miriam and Aaron and Moses, right? Miriam and Aaron, whom are Moses' siblings, they see an opportunity to grumble against their brother, who is kind of the, the big deal around campus, right? Because he gets to meet with God, face-to-face, -face and all of this jazz, right? And perhaps they were growing a little bit jealous, and they wanted a piece of that action. Uh, so they grumbled against Moses to God, because Moses, Moses had taken a wife from outside of Israel, a Cushite, a Cushite wife or an Ethiopian wife, depends on which translation you're reading. 
and they bring this to Yahweh and it backfires on them, right? God says, I will use whom I will use. And Moses is the man for the job. Thankfully, they just walked away with poor Miriam taking the brunt of it with some leprosy. Um, but that was enough to shake them all up. And she was put out of camp for about seven days because remember, leprosy is uh, an unclean condition and uncleanness cannot be in the presence of the community that is being set apart as holy and cannot be a part of the daily uh, worship at the tabernacle, so on and so forth. But they leave her be for seven days outside of camp and they graciously take her back in and move on. There are obviously some nuggets here throughout the readings today that we could apply to our lives, but I think one of them is pretty prominent in that we are fairly spoiled here in the Western world where we have just about everything we need and want, and yet we still find a way to grumble, right? We grumble in our lives because the people next door have the new toy. We grumble because we weren't able to take the vacations we wanted in the year, we grumble because of our health, yet we miss out on all of the provision that God is providing us. So I encourage you to develop a habit of gratitude. It's something that I try to do. I don't do it as often as I should, but I try to just lay out the things that I'm thankful for before God during prayer, the first thing in the day, um, to kind of set my focus, uh, set my perspective for the day that I am blessed. I may not have all the things I want, but I have everything that I need. If you're praying through the Lord's Prayer, uh, this is essentially uh, hit on multiple times where we pray for God's will to be done, not our own, right? And when we pray for that daily bread, that's uh, it's translated the essential bread. It's uh, what God gives us, the essentials, uh, so that we can continue to survive and that we can continue to press on and share what we have with others so that they might survive and press on. So try to develop that habit of gratitude. Maybe jot down a few things you're thankful for in a journal or in the notes app on your phone, whatever, so that you can remember that you truly are blessed, that God is providing for you. Help set the perspective so that we might serve God without grumbling and accomplish what he would have us to accomplish for his glory. Friends, I hope that you have a very blessed day, and I look forward to seeing you again on Monday. Have a great weekend. God bless.